Blog Talk Radio. Jamie Joshua Live World Premiere. 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 How would you like it if I brought the studio 
be the artist in the bedroom, be the fool. Live. That was C. Leo, home studio, world premiere, coming off the new project he has coming soon, I believe on Halloween night. But tomorrow you can download that and get that song and hear it in high quality. <laughs> anyway, lately I've been wanting to have a uh, bartender on to talk about how that is and their whole experience as a bartender, particularly having a girl that is a bartender on, because that's that's more unique. And I have one on the line right now. Paula, are you there? I am. How are you tonight? I'm good. How, how are you? I'm awesome. <laughs> so as I just uh, let everyone know, you, you have bartended at some different places. <laughs> so uh, how I've did you get into doing that? Different places. Several different places. Yeah. Well, what was your first job? What was your first bartending job? Um, it was at um, Thirsty Well, not a very good area. I kind of barred back there for a little bit, helped out. Um, then I went to Boulevard, which is on the west side towards Galloway. It's a very good bar. Um, kind of laid back, not a lot of drama there. And then I bartended at Shannon's Pub, and things could get a little crazy there sometimes. Um, not too crazy, oh, but... Oh, I've been to Shannon's Pub a few times. <laughs> yeah, people have, tend to have a lot of fun there. <laughs> Is that place so no open? It's no longer Shannon's. It's Shaker's now, and um, ah. they do bike night and have karaoke and stuff. It's so, so fun, but it don't get crazy like it used to. <laughs> <laughs> So um, so when things got crazy, was that was that I assume on the weekend? Like, was that the busiest time for these places? Yeah, the mostly time? on the weekend. Typically on a Saturday night, they were pretty busy. Um, and just the different crowds. Uh, mostly on Fridays, there was a lot of karaoke. So on Saturdays, that was kind of they. Sometimes they would have like ladies of desire come in. Um, which they're a beautiful set of Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, stop right there. <laughs> ladies of Desire? Yes, Ladies of Desire. And it's a um, beautiful set of girls. They come in and they kind of give, um, you know, a little mini show. Some will dress up in little <laughs> costumes or outfits, um, show off a little bit, and they get... Um, Everybody kind of cashes in their big bills, gets a bunch of ones, you know. They have fun. They party. Is this like a uh, Girls Gone Wild type deal? It's not Girls Gone Wild. They don't do anything like that. They just kind of, you know, um, with 
what they do. They just travel and do it, and they do different shows at different places. Um, so when they would come in, things would definitely kind of get a little rowdy. They'd get things stirred up, and then they would leave, which by that time, everybody's buying drinks, buying shots, and they're ready to go. Then all the, the fun entertainment would leave, so everything would start to die down. And then you have your people that don't want to go home and are too drunk and just want to talk crap to everybody, including yeah, the bartender that about- you all. So you've had to cut people off, literally, yourself, because they were so drunk and belligerent. Yes, yeah. I remember like how one was time, done, like, what's the one worst one? This customer, he was a regular, he came in all the time, and he just wasn't really, you know, having a very good week, I guess. Um so he came in with a $20 bill. He got a few drinks, used his 20 and he maybe tipped me a dollar the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, he runs out of money, and he said, why don't you buy me a drink? I'm getting ready to have my friends here. They'll tip you real good. Now, this is a regular. He has tipped very well before, so yeah. I buy him a drink. Because we want his business, that's what keeps customers coming back. Um Long story short, his friends end up showing up, which is his lady friend. And I guess he had got money from her. <laughs> um, gets intoxicated, ends up running out of money, and said, well, I know my guest tipped you, which she didn't buy anything. She drank a soda. That's it. Uh. Um, so she didn't tip. You know, they, there was nothing there. It was just him constantly drinking. Um, at the end of the night, he had got sick at the, on the floor, and I told him that he had had enough and he needed to go home. And he proceeded to tell me he wasn't going anywhere and make him get out. Now, where I worked at, I worked by myself. There was um, no backup, no security. It was just me and whoever else uh. was at the bar. Um, so, and because he was a regular, you know, I felt more laid back when it came to it. And I'm like, okay, you just need to go now. So if you don't, then threaten him with the cops, um, which I didn't work. And then my friends showed up, just happened to, and they helped me throw him out of the bar. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually heard this. I've actually heard, I'm not sure, but I've heard, I'm not sure if this is actual law but uh, can the actual bartenders that have been serving these people say they say they have a uh, hit someone with their car leaving the bar? Can the bartender actually be held responsible and be taken to trial for something like that? Like if you did not cut them off, it like is that a legality? Um, I don't know. I did cut him off, but it was at the point once he was cut off that he was sitting there, and then that's when he got sick, and I told him that he needed to leave. <laughs> so I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. But once he now after that he, night, he was a heavy drinker. After that night, so did he come back in? Did he come back in oh, after yeah, that night? He felt really bad. Um, he apologized, and I guess that he had taken prescription drugs along with it, and uh, that's the reason why. So he did. He apologized. Kind of felt like a complete jerk afterwards. <laughs> 
but yeah, he was going a little bit too hard that night. <laughs> so the good thing to hear that he's okay. Yeah, but uh, you yeah, said he only yeah. took one dollar the whole time. Now, uh, yeah, was that the worst dollar. for you? Like, uh, or like, do some people not tip at all? They just buy the drink, or you know? What was the what was the that. worst? What was the worst yeah. is I worked right across from the casino, and we'd have people come in and they would say, "I won seventeen hundred dollars," or "I just won two grand," or "I won eight hundred and fifty bucks," and they'd order their drinks and. They would, if their drinks were nine twenty-five, like a perfect drink, you know, whatever, they would give $10 and think that that was okay. Then you'd have somebody that came in and they won $200 over at the casino, and they would get maybe $50 in drinks with them and their friends, and between them they would tip $25, 50 bucks. So it seems like the people that won the larger amount of money are tightwads. I guess because they, from the area, I guess, um, you know, people, they would rather pay $5 for a beer sometimes. They waste all their money over there and then brag about what they, they got. But in the end, they don't like to pay out for their services, I guess. So. Yeah, to jump to the next uh, part of this, uh, what, what I'm assuming has to have happened a lot to you because you're an attractive person, uh, guys hitting on you. Um, what are some stories you can share about that? Because I'm sure many, if not even drunk, but, you know, just people hitting on you because you're they're a bartender. Do you have any uh, particular stories that really stick out? I do. Um, there was a guy, I'm definitely not going to say his name, um, but once I started working somewhere, um, he would show up every single day, whether I was working or not, and not necessarily come inside, but he would either leave a note or a flower or a card or something on my card. It was kind of sweet at first, but after like three months and he would come in occasionally and I got familiar with him and every time he would ask me out, I would tell him no repeatedly, like, you know, just wasn't interested. Uh, He was younger than me, so just by a couple years, but I just, I really just wasn't interested. And, um... He still kept putting notes and stuff on my car. So that is what's kind of creepy. Um, some of the things that they say, <laughs> um, I've heard. I was going back to school for a while. I was uh, went to Columbus State, and um, this one, I'll never forget this one kid came in, and he said, I heard, uh, I heard you're going back to school. I said, yeah. And... He said, well, you must be good at algebra. I said, oh, somewhat. I'm pretty, I'm pretty decent at it. He goes, okay, well, can you replace with my X with Y and and not ask why? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, so, I don't know. I, I just told him, I said, why are you going to come in here and, and want me to replace your X? He goes, well, I want you to be the Y. And um, I don't know. There's a few other things. Uh When guys try too hard, that's a big thing. Like, guys that come in with a bunch of money and kind of wave in in your face, that's, like, another thing. Uh, Like, they think it's, you know, all if if she sees this money, she's going to serve me first or something. No. People that I have that actually, like, talk to the bartender and kind of get the mood set for the night, 
those are the people that I go to first. It doesn't matter. You know, um, you can wave your money around, but the more money you have, really, you're going to buy your dreams. You still don't fit that well. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you're buying everybody drinks. You're not going to leave a good tip. Um, so uh, when, when after is- after midnight in Columbus, uh, a lot of things always go down uh, at different places. So I'm sure you've seen a your fair amount of fights breaking out. Oh yeah. I've actually had my fair share of fights. Um, You've had. <laughs> I have. Um, one time I had cut a girl off from drinking, and um, she just kind of seemed a little loopy. She wasn't all there. So she sat out in her car for probably about an hour, an hour and a half after that, didn't leave. It was closing time, so like I said, I had worked alone, and um, – I go to leave. She's still in her car. I asked her if she was okay, and I told her, I said, I'm sorry I had to cut you off, but once you get to a certain limit, you know, I'm not trying to have you be out on the main road like that. And she got out of her car, cussed me out, threw soda on me, um, tried following me, so I pulled over. And when I pulled over, like, she actually had hit me, and we ended up fighting after that. It wasn't on the actual bar property it was down the street so kind of made things a little crazy but um then there were been like guys that get into fight and of course you know you're the only bartender on shift and being a female whether it's guys or girls you don't you have to watch how much you get into it but if they're going to destroy the bar you have to get in the way you can't be afraid not to so that's where you have to break things up, and in the meantime of breaking it up, you're getting hit. But once they realize you get hit, then they're like, oh, well, then they really want to leave real quick. <laughs> so that's one way to get them out, I guess. <laughs> so you got to yeah, raise your of, voice and just I'm, jump in the middle? I'm a little scrappy, so I won't, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid really of anything. So if you present me with an obstacle, I'm going to conquer it. <laughs> Yeah, I imagine it takes a strong person to do that. <laughs> Special kind yeah. of character to have that position. If there's security, yeah. there's one thing, but you're saying there's not at this particular job that you had. So you had to be the one right. to raise your voice and get in the middle of the altercations when they occurred. And if you know me, I'm kind of one of the most laid back, sweetest people you meet, but you flip that switch, and <laughs> trust me, I handle my own. I know how to handle my surroundings. And that's a very good thing. If um, you're kind of, if you can't be bossy a little bit or be demanding at times, then really being a bartender wouldn't work out for you. Um, it's not even about knowing all your drinks and stuff. There's apps that you can download, and you learn them pretty quick because they're pretty much common drinks. A lot of people drink beer and stuff. Um, yeah. But if you can't be a little feisty, you can't really bartend. And I guess one of the hardest things about bartending is knowing people through like I knew people through my parents and they would come in and then when they would get drunk they would say like obscene things and I guess that was kind of the hardest thing so it's like ew you're like old enough to be my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's what I, that's what we want to hear about on Jim <laughs> we want to hear about that really old creepy guy that doesn't have a chance but is still trying <laughs> Because he's all liquor up. 
Oh, yeah. There uh, there was one guy, and he actually, he was probably like 80 years old, and literally, <laughs> no lie. And, I mean, his wrinkles were past his chin, <laughs> just saggy skin, this old, old guy. And he actually, um, it was his birthday, and his grandson had brought him out, and he got the courage whenever I was collecting some of the beer bottles to smack my ass. So I turned around, and when I realized it was him, I kind of really didn't know what to do. I was like, uh, at first, yeah. if it would have been his grandson, I probably would have just punched him in the face. But it was him, and it was some old man, and I'm like, okay, well, how do I feel about that, you know? So you kind of, you do that again, you're out of here. You don't do that. Just kind of, you know. But at the same time, you're wanting to laugh, like, did this old man really just do that? And he's laughing about it because he kind of, like, he, he got tossed into it. But um, it was pretty funny. And then he came, he actually had came back. He was a regular. And he tipped really good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you, what was, the best, what was the best tip you ever got? Like, what was something that was really, like, uh, out of someone's um, way? Or, or I got a $200 tip from one person. Um, one time they had won um, 15000 over at the casino, and the guy was just, like, really happy, and he um, actually had called a taxi that night, but he got completely smashed, and at the end of the night, he said, this is for you, and I honestly thought at first, um, actually, it was $201. He put a dollar bill on top of two $100 bills. And he said wow. he did awesome. Um, and I guess he in some restaurant down High Street or something. So um, he was happy about winning that money. Wow. It's all about your character and your personality. You know, people uh, work, have long days. They want a kind of freedom of mind of that. And if you're just, there's some bars you go into, and if you're just kind of sitting there and everything's quiet and, nothing's going on, you know, you might as well be at home alone drinking. They want some entertainment. They want to feel like, you know, their day's worthwhile. So you kind of have to act silly, do different things, um, always keep things going. And that's, you can work your magic and get good tips if you do that. Yeah. So, so like, even if you're, even if it's a guy that's like being all, all, all horrible, but like you're you're still nice to them, right? <laughs> because you know, like that's that's the customer, that's that's what you what you gotta try to do, even if you completely detest the person that's there. Um, actually, where I have worked at, and this has been pretty much everywhere I've worked at. I don't know if it's like with all bars. I guess I really can't say. Um, but we can serve whoever we want. There's actually been people that's have came in and I didn't particularly like. If there's not somebody else on shift, I tell them that there's a bar down the street. I'd rather not have really? no business. Yeah, I would rather not have no business than to have negative business and end up taking out on other customers and not being able to be myself and be fun and be energetic and outgoing and creative. Whereas it's irritable and just makes it a hostile environment. And once they start drinking, then Things get said and, you know, goes back and forth. I've kind of, I've been actually been in that predicament. So 
Wow. Yeah, I didn't even know that, that, like, service could be refused. Yeah, yeah. And I've actually, I've I've refused it a few times. Even there's been, like, um, customers that came in and, you know, on a busy, you know, night. And I mostly worked a lot of um, the weekday night shifts till close um, some weekends. But there would be, like, if they had to wait even two seconds for a drink, there'd be guys in a couple times, hey, bitch, come here. Uh, no, you're not going to talk to me like that. You can go somewhere oh, else yeah. in the bar, somewhere else that will take your money, or there's a gas station across the street. Your money ain't no good here. You can leave. Like, I don't know. I really, and either they'll do one or two things, they'll apologize, and if they mercilessly apologize, I guess I would sometimes let them drink. If they act like an asshole, I tell them, right, there's the door you need to leave and stop talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pretend, I'm gonna pretend yeah. like, oh, go ahead. I'm just saying that's the way you have to be. You can't let nobody bring your Demeter down when you're, any, and when you're doing, when you're entertaining. That's what you're doing when you're bartending. You know, um, can't let nobody bring you down. And that's the thing, like, if there's negativity going around, it's just not good, so you might as well kick it out the door before it fills the whole room up. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it only takes one person to bring that whole entire place to a, to a halt and a stop. But but I'm going to pretend like I you, this wasn't something you told me about, and I'm just going to randomly ask it like it's a random question. Uh, have you ever found anyone having sex in a bathroom? <laughs> I actually have a funny, funny, funny story about that. <laughs> Very funny story. Wow. So, what a coincidence. <laughs> I um, I thought I had worked one night, and like I said, usually at this job, the bartender worked alone. Um, I thought I had worked one night, and it was actually one of my friends that was working. So um, I actually didn't have class that night, and I had started back to college. So I went in the back and I was just kind of doing my homework and told her like if she needed my help I would help her um so she's out you know in the bar area and I guess her boyfriend stopped by and a few minutes later um I hear like the door go off um it would chime whenever somebody came in and or out and about 15 minutes later she come back to the back where I was cracking up. I didn't know what had happened. And she told me that um, her and her boyfriend had snuck off to the bathroom, which nobody had been there. Um, some nights were really, really slow, and we actually would only have a couple customers. So she had snuck off to the bathroom with her boyfriend, and it was a cop that had walked in. And he had went to the bathroom and pretty much caught them. And he was coming by because somebody had just broken into cars across the street in the casino. So, and he had busted them red-handed. Wow, and like, I what are that, the chances? <laughs> what are the chances? No, That's and the cop, actually, the cop actually had, like, um, a few days later um, on my shift had brought back some condoms and told me to give it to her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a lot of negative, you know, publicity about cops as of late, but there are some cool ones <laughs> out there. Yeah, he was really funny. He said, "Now tell your friend 
make sure she's she's using this protection. <laughs> he said he was young once. <laughs> so what's your what's your overall feeling about being a bartender? Like, do you like it? Is it something you would want to keep doing? It's a great way for like if. Me, I am a single mom, so it's a great way to kind of earn extra money and be able to still spend time with my daughter that she needs. Um, it's like quick, easy money, and you don't have to be very knowledgeable about it. You just have to have kind of a fun personality. And the hardest part is trying to push yourself on the days that you feel like crap. But yeah. besides that, it's it's a great job. It kind of gets you out too when you do have a kid um kind of you are the life you're the entertainment so it kind of gives you a break and so i definitely recommend i don't know definitely recommend everybody go get a bartending job today <laughs> yeah and your your daughter is adorable by the way you know so i see pictures on the facebook <laughs> thank you thank you nobody believes she's mine I have a very dark complexion, and she has a very white complexion. So yeah, for, you know. everything. So, um, you know, you'll have, you'll have all that grown as the years go on. You know, every age is is a whole new thing. So <laughs> you oh, got yeah. your uh, hands. And that was one of the other things that was really corny that guys would say when they asked if you were single. And then if you had any kids, that's always the next question, right? And they're like, oh, so you need a new baby daddy? <laughs> that is the most annoying thing, like 101 times repeatedly over and over again. If I had got a dollar for every time I heard that, I would have a new car. Yeah. Did anyone yeah. use the uh, Will Smith? Did anyone use the Will Smith line from the show Fresh Prince of Bel Air where he said? Maybe if you were corn, I'd grow a whole field of you. <laughs> no, but I got asked if um, I was a camera because every time that they looked at me, they kept smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's, that's not too bad. I mean, that's, that's kind of okay. <laughs> I've never uh, heard that one before. <laughs> or, or if I'm a light switch because every time they're around me, I turn them on. <laughs> So there's so like so much. I can't even remember ever. Like there's some really good ones that they've said, but I can't even remember them right now. <laughs> yeah. So what? What is the uh, like worst approach a guy's like ever like tried to execute while trying to flirt with you and hit on you that just completely appalled you? Like. <laughs> I would say okay. You come to the bar with a different. It doesn't have to be at the bar. Like you, you could be out anywhere. Think about anywhere if you're out of a club or just in anywhere. Grocery store <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Just a guy that just came up to you, said something. You're just like trying to get away as quickly as you could. <laughs> if he said something like. Like the subway, like the subway um, pickup line. Like, do you like, do you like uh, subway? Because you just gave me a foot long, something like that. Like, it's just disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's arrogant. Just get out of here with it. It's not even necessary right now. 
Um, he's like the first thing, first thing he says, not even like, hey, or. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would be surprised. Like, there's guys that just will walk up to you and they're like, they just start randomly. That's their icebreaker. So I guess maybe because they're nervous, they don't know what to say, but it's really not cute. And another thing that's not cute is guys with back hair. I'm sorry. That is so disgusting. You're not a chichia pet. I don't want to pet you. <laughs> like, there's some guys, like, it pops out of their shirt. Or they'll go get a fade. Their neckline will be evened up. And then they'll just be, like, a bear spot and a grizzly bear patch coming out of the top of their shirt. <laughs> I mean, do something about it. Shave it off. Have a friend shave it off. Have a buddy shave it off. Go get a wax. Yeah. Chest hair. Chest yeah, hair. Yeah, I have that problem. Okay. <laughs> sometimes chest hair is okay, but not a lot. Like, we don't want a yeah. chia pet. Okay. And that goes for yeah, everywhere. I'm, lucky. I'm, I'm, I'm not hairy at all. I barely have any hair on my arms. So it's a problem I haven't had to deal with. But if I had it, I would definitely uh, shave it off, wax it, do something. <laughs> so you need some, like, Rogaine or something for your chest so you have a little bit then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I'm like a prepubescent. I'm not sure if I've even hit puberty yet <laughs> myself. But this isn't about me. Uh, um, what 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 advice would you give guys that like if they are just nervous or don't know what to say? Like how how would you want a guy to approach you? Not saying you're looking or anything, you know. But uh, like if if you know if you had to choose, like if you were or whatever, if you're in that position, like how would you like for a guy to approach you? Again, complete strangers. It could be serial killers. Could be anyone. But uh. You know, what, what's the preferred approach, you know, trying to help you guys out? Um, pretty much really to ask how your day is, to be real, not try to impress. I don't like to be impressed. I like to meet somebody and feel like I kind of know them just because they're not being fake with who they are. When you try to act like, you know, you let your nerves get in the way, you can't just be yourself, then I feel like there's something that's there that you're hiding. And if I get that uneasy feeling when I first talk to you, then I kind of just don't want and never call you. <laughs> That's the way I So waving the money around and waving the money around, you know, trying to look like you're, you're a certain kind of way, that doesn't, that's not going to help. Yeah, that doesn't do anything. I'm not a materialistic girl. I know a lot of girls that are, and that's one thing that happens when you bartend. A lot of girls end up drinking while they're, they're working and, you know, um, go down the wrong path on it. But when you're actually clear, you've got a good head on your shoulders and you're clear-headed, um, like money don't impress you. I've pretty much, I've worked since I was 11 years old. I've had the same job for 14 years. Um, another job, Bar City, just kind of been a, another extra little income. Um, yeah. So I've kind of, I, I, you learn to work for your money when you appreciate, like, what you have and the respect for yourself. Then guys that flaunt their money, you have more respect for yourself than that. You don't need that. You didn't, you're, you can't be bought, you know. So that really isn't impressive. But guys that actually are realistic with you and say, hey, you know, how's your day? Or um, what have you done this summer? You know, just talk about, just small talk and, 
what do you like to do for fun? I mean, just the common things, realistically. Um, find out just what your common interests are. And, and that's how you go about trying to get a girl, not, oh, I have this car, I got that car, you know. Or there's um, a lot of guys just try to flaunt what they got. That's yours. That ain't mine. And yeah. if I ain't driving it, then why do I care about being in the passenger seat? Well, that's a misconception then, because you know, like a lot of people, a lot of guys think that, uh, you know, girls like every girl cares about that, like what they're driving. You can't, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. Those girls are the girls that care about just materialistic things are going to be the girls that once you're broke or you know, you hit a financial rut or something happens where you no longer have the things that you had when you met them, then they're going to go somewhere else and get the same things that you had just with somebody else. And then when it's gone, it's on to the next. I see it time and time again. Like, I have several friends that go that way, and I don't know. It's their life. I guess that's what they choose to be happy. But me, I'm. I work for mine. <laughs> yeah, now, uh, you said that some of these girls that are bartenders would drink on the job. I don't know if you know. Um, to get back to uh, this kind of profession, but a few years ago at a, this, this certain strip club, Columbus Gold on Sawmill, I actually heard that a girl got kidnapped from there. I don't know if you know anything about that. No, no, I actually don't. Um, yeah. I do. Yeah, like someone that worked there actually got kidnapped. So I mean, like, like that's that's dangerous. Like, uh, I know people at clubs they work. They don't drink till after dawn. You know, they're not putting that kind of danger on themselves. So, you know, if people are out there doing that, they gotta not do that. <laughs> Stay away from. I have a kidnapping. You know, um, uh, story for you. I actually was a designated driver. I was had I hadn't even found out I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, I wasn't really into drinking. And I kind of just past two years really started liking drinking a little bit. But um, why I went to, it was city limits then. Um, oh, evolution. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all know that place. Um yeah. But while I was there, my daughter's dad was there, and I was meeting him and his friends. We ended up, we were leaving, and a guy was, like, pulling this girl into her car, was making her get into this car. I guess he had took her car keys. And she's yelling for everybody's help. And no, everybody's just looking at her like she's crazy. I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's her boyfriend or something, but I didn't see her with yeah. anybody the whole night. So she's like, He's, like, pulling her into a car, and he says, um, and she's, like, he's making me go with him, and I don't even know him. He took my car keys. So I'm, like, following behind her, and I did. I call, I did call the authorities, and I'm following behind them the whole time. Then they tell me that she has already called in on her cell phone and said that he had a gun, and they kept asking where I was, where the location was, because I was following them. They're, like, be careful. Make sure you keep your distance. 
they were actually giving me permission to follow um, them. I ended up getting on 270 North towards Dublin, and I mean, we're going pretty fast. We're going 9,500, and the cops knew that I was speeding. They said for me to put my flashers on to continue to follow them if I wanted to, but proceed with caution. And I did, and next thing I know, about 15 cop cars fly from behind me and pull the car over. The guy was armed, and um, I guess she really didn't know him. It was a friend of a friend that had, like, met her maybe one time and heard about her, but not necessarily if she didn't really know him, and he was kind of obsessed with her. So kind of kind of did a good thing that night. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, like like clap for that. Uh did you ever actually end up getting to talk to that girl? Or do you No, yeah. I kept pulling on the freeway when that happened, I'm like, Yeah, right, I'm not pulling over. But um I mean the cops didn't ask me to they didn't ask ever call me back. They told me thank you on the phone and I hung up. I told them that the cops were actually the cops had just passed me and they said, Okay, well they're in pursuit and told me that I could back off. So I did. And I just kept going. I hung up the phone. They never called me back. And um, actually, I ended up knowing her cousin, and her cousin had told me that she didn't even really know him and um, told me everything. So kind of a fun experience, getting permission to do that. That's incredible. And, you know, who knows what would have happened had you not done that. Right. Like I said, sometimes there's a person someplace that needs your help. Sometimes you just got to help out, not be a pussy about it. Just do it. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, like, where where were her friends on that night? Because, you know, you don't typically see people go out alone. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so that's that's maybe a cautionary tale remember, to anyone. I remember just... being out front most of the night, so I didn't know what that ordeal was. And then when he was doing that, that's why I thought maybe it was a boyfriend at first. And it actually wasn't, and um, they actually had pulled over and asked why I was following them before they got on the freeway, and the guy had yelled, and I guess that's when she was on the cell phone, and he was like, you want to get shot, don't you? And I'm like, I ain't letting anything bad happen to her under my watch. They got back uh-huh. in the car, and that's when he started speeding, and that's when he got on the freeway. So. Wow. <laughs> And was that after, like, around what time of the night was that? Because I'm assuming it's not about daylight. No, it was after after the bar closed. Yeah. It was, like, as... Because I don't like personally being out anywhere in Columbus after, you know, after around midnight, you see people start to get, you know, unruly and start fighting. And then 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, but especially when the bar closes, that's when, you know, when they're kicking people out. That's that's when situations kind of happen. So, I mean, I don't like being out anywhere. (laughs) Anywhere in general. It's amusing. You can sit back. It's funny to just kind of sometimes, like, I'll go get gas, and it's right at bar closing time. And you'll see somebody walk into a gas station, sloppy drunk. And I think it's the funniest thing in the world. (laughs) It's it's, it's pretty hilarious. But, I don't know. I like, I like Columbus. I like being out. I from good parts of Columbus to not so good parts of Columbus. It's really just all who you know and 
how brave you are, I guess. <laughs> I'll go out at 2 o'clock in the morning and play basketball at a park that's not a very good neighborhood. I don't. I'll walk around, like, late at night just because I have sleep in me. I don't sleep at night. So I walk around and be like, you're crazy. If that was you, I'd, I'd carry a gun or, I mean, I carry pepper mm-hmm. spray and a taser, so fuck with me and I'll see your ass. <laughs> I mean, some people are into that, but, yeah. Make yeah, I can never sleep. I'm up till 6, 7 a.m., you know. Yeah. I'm lucky. Sometimes <laughs> eight night. But I want to thank you for coming on tonight. It was great. It seems like we could keep going for like another hour with all your stories, but I definitely picked the right girl that's been a bartender to come on the show. So thanks again. I thank you very much for letting me be on the show and everybody check me out on Facebook.